1: By the way, why we only welcome good people? But people welcome to our show as well. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, we wanna share some valuable insights. And today
0: I will do it with Shane Rock. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, cool, cool. Okay, before we start, introduce a little bit about yourself, your background, because I see you CEO of uh, Exact Services and Solutions LLC.
0: Yep, that's so. Uh, so Exact Services is a electric repair company that I have and and just focus on repairing, solving problems, and then um, also write books. So I know mm. that's shocking to people, but I do write books as well. As a matter of fact, I had one that I just released on Amazon. Really unique title, Shut the Hell Up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And,
0: and it's not what you think because the person has duct tape over their mouth. And it's talking about the power of our tongue and how what we say can really impact our lives in a negative or positive way. So it's controlling that and having awareness of that and then being able to actually utilize the knowledge to control your mouth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valuable. Interesting. Uh, You know, from my experience, for example, I'm a digital marketer, but I pay a lot of attention with mental health Uh, and Mm -hmm. because, um, uh, you know, in Ukraine, I had uh, some uh, hard time uh, a few times, by the way, Uh, the Ukrainian revolution destroyed my second business. You know, yeah, I I lost a lot of money, resources, but, you know, uh, I think that um, uh, today uh, it's not hard because I got experience and uh, it, it's much better to have it and uh, you know I'm going to write my book as well but not today not even in close time just uh, uh, improving my skills. Let's talk about this uh, how to improve your writing skills and why you decided to write this book
0: Okay well this book was just an inspiration from. So I've got, this is my seventh book and I started writing mm-hmm. like five years ago and, and I, I just knew I had a message I wanted to get out and I I just researched. I said, what's, what's the, what do I need to do? Like, I didn't know where to start. So I found Amazon. They have a, a program that you can write through and it doesn't really cost that much. It's, it's pretty low. If you're low budget, you just want to write books. That's very low budget. I'm talking like you probably like under 50 bucks and you can have a book completed on there. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I was like, what's the minimum I need to write? And I found out 26 pages. If you can write 26 pages, you can have a book. <laughs> so my first book was 26 pages. <laughs> and uh, it was um, Jumpstart, Recharge Your Life. And it was talking about the systems and in and, and our daily routine. And when we get drained, what fills us back up? What gives us energy? So that led me into another book and another book. And I kept getting a little better. And then I started having people like once you start writing then people like, well, I want to help. I want to do this. So now I've got like several people. Like when I wrote this book, they were like, let me edit it. Let me check it. And I'm like, great, I'll send it to you. And this book was I had a friend. So my last two books were basically someone challenged me to write a book. So the last book I wrote was disturbed, disturbed, breaking the cycle. And that was talking about you know kind of the the mental health aspect as well as like hey we get disturbed like everybody does we get in a cycle and it's just a repeat cycle and i say insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting new results and it's just being aware that you're in a cyclic pattern and if nothing changes nothing changes and that's what that book was awareness that you're in a cycle that you have a routine but you also have the power to change it so when i wrote that book my next book my, uh, another friend was talking and, and he was wanting to write a book. And then we started throwing ideas back and forth. And the next thing we know, he's like, you should write a book. And then we came up with the title, shut the hell up. And we thought it was, was funny. But then we're like, like from a biblical standpoint, what's the Bible say? The power of the tongue is sharper than a two edged sword. It, it breathes life and death. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of like where I got that concept of, Hey, what we're coming at, what we say has absolute power over our whole day. If you wake up and you say negative things, your day, even science has showed the first eight minutes, what you think about, what you say, what you inject in your mind affects the rest of your day in a negative or positive way, depending on what you do. So just bringing that awareness, offering people some tools of what to use and and how to fight those battles and the thoughts because what we think about, we bring about. And uh, that was kind of the inspiration. The last two books have both been just kind of mental health type stuff because really everybody's struggling with it. Everybody's battling with it. And most of us don't know what to do about it. And it's really rather, once you do it, it's simple. It's just not easy. It's just learning to, learning to use tools that are available that we already have.
1: Uh, okay. You know, I have a bunch of questions. <laughs> uh, and the first question about... Uh uh negative stuff for example from my experience uh, i stopped uh, reading uh, negative comments for example if someone doesn't like my content uh i decided uh, to uh, skip reading them even uh, uh, i took this advice from gary v and sev godin sev godin for example uh, didn't read uh, any um, comments about his books from 2011 And he replied that he doesn't want to know uh, that uh, someone hates uh, his stuff. Uh, Garvey uh, shares uh, totally the same, that negative thoughts can uh, impact his uh, journey. Of course, he can't satisfy everyone. And uh, yeah, he just (laughs) skipped them. Uh, And I decided to take this approach. I don't read any negative thoughts, uh, uh, comments. Um, I know that I can't. Be good for everyone. Of course, uh, someone uh, doesn't like this content. It's okay, you know. Uh, I don't want to uh, tell that everyone should listen uh, to this content. Uh, of course, I have my audience. How you can um, uh, describe, uh, or for example, even not describe, like how to uh, avoid negative feeling, thoughts in your life, uh, and uh, to provoke only positive feeling.
0: So. Some of the things I talk about in the book are, one, awareness. So first, realize that that they're going on. You have these thoughts coming into your mind. And then you want to identify where are they coming from? Are they coming from people? Are they coming from sources like the news or something you turn on and you listen to? Are they coming from music? Music is a big one. Are they coming from what you're reading, like the post comments? Like, where is it coming from? Because we cannot defeat what we cannot define. So we want to be able to identify these problems because they're they're triggers and it starts you down a whole path so once you identify where the source is coming from it's like if we were on a boat and it had a bunch of holes and it's filling in well if we're just taking a bucket and trying to throw the water out constantly we're never gonna we're not gonna solve the problem eventually we'll get tired and the whole boat will sink so we want to find out where are the holes and we want to start plugging the holes and then the bucket is useful then you can get somewhere with the bucket so same thing with negative energy, negative thoughts. We want to identify the holes and plug them up because we get to choose. Like when we realize we have the power of choice, we get to choose what we allow into our minds. We can start We start changing people that we're around. We can start changing content that we consume. We can start changing music that we listen to. And that helps the process because it's like a firewall on a computer. When it's set in place, you tell the firewall what you want in and what goes out. And the same thing in our mind. We want to set a firewall in our mind to control and say, we have to say what comes in and what goes out. And then once we control what comes in, you can control what goes out. Because if you can't control what you think, you'll never control what you do.
1: Yeah, yeah, like it. You know, um, I think that uh, I met something uh, similar uh to this type of thinking, you know, uh, about uh, bad habits. For example, uh, some authors proclaim that if you know your bad habits and uh, probably everyone knows them, uh, junk food or uh, smoking, uh, drinking, uh, overwatching TV, it doesn't matter, uh, many bad habits. But people still doing them, you know. They don't stop uh, doing because uh, of knowing. It's better to research your problems and find... uh, What provoke uh, to do them, for example, uh, uh, on one bunker that uh, you need to uh, find resources, for example, if you are smoking, uh, it's possible that you want to socialize with your friends or colleagues, you know, to spend time with them. and, uh, or for example, about uh, junk food, uh, it's not because of tasty, this food. Yeah, of course, we, uh, uh, you you can tell that you love, love McDonald's, but uh, you can uh, replace with other food. Uh, why not? And uh, yeah, it's better to find resources and uh, how you can uh, impact. Uh, can you tell uh, where to start? For example, uh, I know I have uh, something that I need to change. But how I can start because uh, knowing is not enough?
0: So you're saying you have something you want to change currently, but you're not really sure how to go about it? Yeah. Okay, so what I've read and researched is the reason we're hanging on to it is either certainty, certainty that we we know the result. Like Les Brown uh, had, had quoted, people would rather stay... In a known hell, then venture off into a new an unknown heaven. And what he's talking about is we are we're certain, like if you, if you stay with the current habit you have, you're certain of the result, even if it's not a good one, you're certain of the way that it the of everything goes, you're certain of how it makes you feel. And it, it must not be bad enough, it's usually not bad enough that you really want to change it. Like, because if you're wise big enough, the odds don't matter. So when you create a reason big enough to stop and start really changing that habit, you'll do it. And we get stuck in fear. We get stuck in there and really pain. Maybe stopping the habit you're talking about is going to be painful. Well, pain's a really big reason that a lot of us stay doing yeah. the same stuff because we're like, well, it's, if you if you got an eating problem and you're just eating, 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 well, guess what? You're going to have the pain of hunger when you try to stop. And then if you got to go to the gym, you're going to have the pain of going to the gym like everything's painful. But you got to pick your pain. You can either have the pain of what you're doing and it's just going to only make it worse long term or you can have the pain of getting better and it'll make it better long term, but you got to pick your pain. And one of the things in Atomic Habits uh, that I've been reading, when it comes to changing your habits, a lot of us we make it too hard on ourselves. We we should make when we want to change a bad habit, we should make the new the new habit we want to do instead super easy, and we should make it fun and make it enjoyable as possible. So he does what's habit stacking. So like, say uh, you've got a, a drink or something you like, okay. But now you say I'm not going to drink that coffee or whatever it is until I go to the gym. So now your reward for going to the gym is drinking the coffee. So you change you change it up. You change up your routine by saying I know I need to add going to the gym in my routine. So I know I also drink a cup of coffee every day. Well, now I don't get the coffee until I do the gym. And so now you kind of made it where going to the gym unlocks something you enjoy, the coffee. (laughs) And then, and you stack your habits in that way. So you, when you create the new habit, what's something enjoyable you could add with it. Uh, Maybe it's like, I know I need to listen to, I know I need to read more books. Um, Okay, well, what's your reward for reading more books? What do you what do you want what do you want it to be like you you're the designer you're the author that's the cool thing you get to create whatever you want your schedule shouldn't be a prison it should be enjoyable so you start creating all these things that you want and design a life you want to live not one that you're feel like you're bondage to
1: yeah I uh, like it but you know for example
0: uh, i have one thing that i
1: hate Every day, but I do it. I can explain why. Uh, In 2019, I came back from Turkey with my family. We spent time in, uh, and yeah, uh, everything was good. But you know, uh, I got uh, a flu, uh, probably the first COVID 19 (laughs) at that time. And uh, I don't know, uh, but um, I couldn't recover for uh, 45 days. Yeah, that was hard. Uh, I spent a lot of uh, time uh, visiting doctors, uh, paying for medicine, drugs. and uh, But uh, I decided to change uh, some of my habits. uh, And uh, from uh, that time, uh, I take a cold shower every day, every single day. I completely forget about uh, flu, cold, any other related diseases. um, And... But, you know, I hate it. (laughs) You know, I I don't know how I can love it or enjoy the process. Every time when I go to this cold shower, even uh, uh, of doing for uh, two, three years, you know, something like this. And I still hate it, you know. But I do it because I know uh, my reward, uh, my health, you know, uh, something like this. And uh, uh, what do you think if uh, some uh, good habits uh, are not enjoyable? How to convince yourself, you know, to... To take them or provide
0: well like you mentioned just now the the cold shower is not enjoyable but but it's what we're talking about you you choose your pain you know the pain in your mind you've convinced yourself that you know the pain of doing that thing is greater than the pain you'll experience if you don't you're going to have pain either way so you looked up the health benefits and you learned that the health benefits of taking that cold shower equal you get to have better enjoyable life you get the health benefits so we'll do certain things that we don't like because the reward's greater and and it doesn't have to be enjoyable it's just we know that doing it like it's like brushing our teeth we brush your teeth and and a lot of times like man you could save your you could save a lot of time if you didn't have to do that i mean it's like having to stop and do all this yeah you get but i mean if you didn't have to i mean look at the time you'd free up so it's like we do certain things that are painful. Going to the gym, um, for me, I don't want to have to go to the gym. I don't want to have to do all this stuff. But I do it same like you take a cold shower because I know the rewards of it are greater. So then eventually we get to where once we do it, I was reading about uh, chemicals in our body and the dopamine. And I'm I'm going to send you, I'll send you the YouTube link on it from uh, a guy I was watching. And he was interviewing this other person, they were talking about the dopamine and stuff that gets released. And believe it or not, like a cold shower was one of the things that we're talking about. A cold shower. They say a lot of people think that it's the cold shower that does the trick, but it's the pain. The pain of the cold shower releases the dopamines into our body, and that's probably what you're experiencing. Like even though you you don't know why you like it, you're actually when you take that cold shower, you're creating a pain and it releases chemicals in your body, and you're actually craving those chemicals. So you're taking a shower, not only because of health benefits, but you're actually craving the chemicals that are being released in your body. And you and you don't know it, but now you do, but that's what it is, is there's a chemical that's released when we do some of those hard things, and then we'll subconsciously not even realize that that's why we do it, is we're getting that craving of that chemical release.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> you know, by the way, why, uh... I have a lot of clothes (laughs) because uh, because of uh, cold shower. You know, (laughs) I yeah. uh, I don't know why, but when I take a cold shower, I need to (laughs) put a lot of stuff (laughs) on me. You know, to feel much better. Okay, um, okay. Let's talk about um, um, uh, mindset. For example, uh, I wake up in the morning. How to set up the right mindset uh, that uh, to feel uh, I don't know to feel. much better the whole day uh, where i need to start what i need to do for example i know some uh, coaches proclaim that you need to meditate yoga or something like this uh, can you share your insights what to do first uh, for example when you wake up
0: yeah, i would say um, everyone's going to be a little different and a little unique because everybody learns differently everybody takes content in differently so for somebody that might wake up and then and then just have complete silence and prayer in the morning. Some people are going to be that, and that's going to work. That's going to help them get reset. Um, some people, some people need to go and do a physical activity. They need to go to the gym. They need to work out, and that helps them have that clarity. Uh, for me, I like to start with uh, YouTube videos, and and but they're specific ones that are injecting the content that I want to have in my mind they start injecting the thoughts that I want for the day and and I'll do that so your morning routine is crucial but it's going to be unique to each person and you just need to find out are you someone that needs pure silence like my wife she she's the silent one she needs to go off get her book out be silent be quiet and read I want music I want it loud but I want it specific I want a specific content that's injecting those positive affirmations positive thoughts in my mind and then um now like my routine i set up where i do that first thing in the morning i'll just flip that on as i'm getting ready and i'll and i go through kind of my getting ready for the day routine and then i drop my daughter conveniently off at school at 7:15, and there's a gym right next to the school so i committed that now i have to drive past the gym so i'm going to stop anyway and i committed to def- you know, minimum five minutes. Well, now they have a sauna, and I love saunas. So now I added another eight minutes. So I sit in the sauna, and then I, I do at least one exercise, and then I go. But I made it simple. I made it easy. But I know for me, if I do that regimen, the rest of my day is already set to go really well. And I don't consume any any negative stuff. Like I don't – I try not to check emails. I try not to check Facebook, Instagram. Like I don't I – try. I try to not – do any of that until I'm done. And a lot of studies are now are coming out saying that that's also crucial to your morning routine is like don't flip on any electronics as far as to check emails, to check Facebook, Instagram. Don't don't go looking because you're letting the world in. Like if you get a bad email, what's going to happen? You're yeah. going to respond to it and react to it. <laughs> so why yeah. start your day out like that?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk about um, distortion. For example, uh, you know that uh, you need to do a lot of stuff today, many tasks, and uh, how to prioritize all these tasks. For uh, you know, I, I I like your approach. <laughs> Don't check out emails. Uh, for example, uh, because when I open my email, I understand whoa, whoa, whoa the this day will be crazy. No, I need to do a lot. I, I don't know where to find time. And uh, uh, But uh, when um, you uh, mentioned about your um, way, for example, uh, uh, go to the gym to start from YouTube channels. And when you've done all the stuff, you can check out emails. Uh, that means you uh, created this discipline. Uh, you uh, know that... Uh, you need to do only this and uh, take away others. Uh, it's like building discipline. Yeah, can you share more insights about that?
0: Yeah, so I I uh, have been dealing with a lot of people, small businesses and stuff, talking about what you're talking about, prioritizing mm-hmm. the day, how to do it, because it can be overwhelming. It can seem complex, and and that's what I did, like you mentioned. I started my day where before I let the world in, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna build myself up. I'm going to become in the, in in the book I write I call it battle mode ready. I'm building myself up for the day because every day we're going to face different battles, challenges and stuff. But if we're not ready, if we don't put all the armor on, we're not going to be very effective. Not as effective as we could be. So that's why I do that regiment because I know for me when I go through that, it gets me prepared to handle whatever the emails are, whatever the world brings, I can handle it because I'm in a better state of mind. So when it comes to prioritizing what I always recommend to people is all right, what's everything you need to do? Like, what's everything you need to do? Because if we try to keep it up here, this is where the anxiety, this is where the overwhelming comes from, is when we have it up here. So I call it dump and go. Dump everything out onto paper. Get everything out onto paper that you need to do. And, and then prioritize it from there. What's the most important? What needs to be done, like, has to be done today, no matter what? And then and then line it all out. And then you start going and attacking like everything you can, cause you may not get it all done, but get as much as you can because then you'll be ready for the next day. And that seems to help a lot of people. Like once you write it out, once you prioritize it, then immediately take action and start going. Once you said, this is number one, work on it. Work on it don't stop until you're done. If you get a, a disruption, if you get interrupted, all right, take the pause, write down everything about the interruption you need to And then get right back on track and then keep attacking that. Because a lot of times, like my daughter's really creative and she has this um, distract. She's easily distracted. Mm -hmm. And so what I tell her is, okay, same thing. I said, you keep a notepad with you. And when the distractions come, write down all that information and then continue what you're doing. Because she has the tendency where she'll get distracted and she'll start dealing with the distraction. Well, then in the middle of that distraction, a new distraction will come. Well, she'll go deal with that. And then again, and then next thing you know, she looks up and the whole area is a mess because she started like 10 projects (laughs) and never finished the one you were on. So it's the same thing in in business and with adults. Like we don't, we have a tendency sometimes to just start a bunch of stuff because everything seems urgent. But we need to realize that we gotta focus on the important over the urgent. Because everything that comes to you is gonna be an urgent nowadays. It's gonna be, oh, it's emergency. Is it really? What do you got to do for you? What do you got to get done? Because what we want is when you complete one task, you'll get a sense of completion and you can feel like good about yourself. And that'll uh-huh. help you to give you momentum to go to the next task.
1: Yeah, valuable. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, tasks uh, that have a different uh, time period. For example, uh, long terms. Uh, medium short for example uh, how to prioritize them for example uh, you know you have some urgent but uh, it covers only uh, short uh, tasks but uh, uh, what about long ones for example writing a book i um, I think it takes time to write a book yeah Mm -hmm. to research to analyze to Uh, provide all your experience, but uh, the reward will be uh, in the long run. Yes, it takes time to write, to publish, uh, to promote this book. Uh, How to divide them? For example, I know that many people uh, are learning for example, uh, I spend uh, some time every day to write blog po- uh, to read blog posts, uh, to write my stuff, to um, to learn something new, uh, to post content on LinkedIn, on YouTube, because I know uh, I get rewards in, in the long run. Uh, I don't wait for quick results. By the way, I think that quick results don't exist. You know, it's hard to, to get quick results, especially when you start from scratch. Uh, and uh, how to divide between uh, yes, short and long goals
0: so the short terms what we're talking about making the list yeah. you're going to do that usually in a day or two when you get the long-term items what you want to do is it's kind of like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time it's big it's a big task yeah. so we want to chip away at it we want to chip away at it slowly and the only way you're going to do that is if you're intentional with your time and i always encourage people to schedule time with yourself And if you've got a task like writing a book, for instance, I would encourage you to pick a day. Maybe you do it every day. Maybe you do it a few times a week. But you schedule a specific time to do that task. And maybe it's 20 minutes. Maybe it's 30. Maybe it's an hour. But whatever it is, stick to that. And then every week, do that task at the time you schedule. Like nothing else gets in that. That's just for you to do that one item. And then what happens is... It's that momentum and that building as you go week after week after week you get more and more done and then one day you look up and it's all finished and it's ready but you have to be super intentional and you have to set that time and schedule it on your on your calendar with yourself
1: yeah i like it okay uh let's talk about uh let's continue this topic about writing a book uh for example um i know that uh, great uh, book offers they usually write books they do not they don't Take other uh, directions. Uh, for example, uh, yeah. Seth Godin uh, he uh, shares that uh, it's uh, crucial to write every single day, uh, and he does it on his blog. Uh, many other offers. Even Jack London, a uh, hundred years ago, proclaimed that you need to write a thousand words a day. But when you are CEO of a company and you have a lot of other things to do, how to uh, find this time to write book or it's better to uh, write uh, when you have this time and uh, to delegate uh, the rest to uh, editors, uh, to ask them, please fix, uh, create an awesome book. Uh, Can you share your experience and insights in that way?
0: Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd kind of refer back to what we were talking about on the long-term projects. Like you just have to literally, if you're busy and I work several different jobs and stuff, I mean, the only way you're going to write is if you make time to write. There is, there's not going to be time. Yeah. You have to intentionally block off on your schedule when it's going to be and then write during that time. And And a lot of times if you can pick a time when you're in what they call flow state, when you know that that your mind is really just running with ideas, if you can find a way to block out that time frame or if you can find a way to get yourself into flow state quickly, that would, be, that would be the target times. But pick a time and stick to it. If you want to do it every day, like we went back to make it easy. Maybe you say, I'm going to write five minutes. Maybe you say, I'm going to write three sentences. Whatever it is, pick what works for you That'll allow you to get into that situation where you can actually accomplish that task and do it every day. It doesn't have to be hard. It can be as simple as writing a few sentences and you commit to that every day. It can be as simple as I'm going to only write for five minutes today. But whatever it is, find that out for yourself and commit to doing it every day, every week. Because there, there is no other way. Like that, it There's not really a complex that's pretty simple. It's simple. It's not easy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah simple is not easy <laughs> I agree <laughs> uh, okay uh, let's talk about uh, your books uh, what is the main goal of your books uh, to inspire others to encourage them to do something uh, to get out of the comfort zone uh, uh, or anything else just share insights uh, Yeah, what's the main goal
0: My, I mean that's my main goal is to help other people so I, I consume like a whole lot of content Every day I, I consume stuff that I know most people wouldn't consume the type of they're not gonna watch our videos, they're gonna not not gonna listen to all the books I listen to. And then I realized, well, I have a unique gift to be able to take all this complex large content and break it down into something simple and maybe just pull out a few of the key things and, and have that for people. So that's what I did. It's like, you know what? As I'm going through this journey of life and I'm learning and I'm taking in this high content. I want to be able to transfer that back where other people could at least just get a little snippet of it. And so I just started putting it in the books. I said I'm going to write a book. You know, I did a book Power of Doing It Wrong. And I was going through a season where I had a lot of things that didn't seem like they were going right, and then I found that really through a lot of times when when things don't go right, there's something better that comes out of it or we can learn a lesson from it. Like we sometimes we win and sometimes we learn. As from John Maxwell, and it's true. But if you're not in a learning mindset, then you'll just be upset all the time when things don't go your way. But there were so many in that book. I wrote so many examples of how, even like the pacemaker that used all over the world now for people with the heart condition that needs a pacemaker, that was created by accident. The guy was literally—I can imagine—in the middle of the night he was working on another device and he grabs the wrong part and puts it in there. And then it was wrong, but it started doing something new. And what it did new was created this device for the pacemaker. I mean, so we, we can't overlook like Tesla, um, you know, like how many things did he make that didn't work out, but they were still useful. Like it was like the timing was off, but what he created was good. Uh, Edison. Edison was famous for saying, I didn't do it wrong. I found, I found 10,000 reasons why it wouldn't work. You know, but out of some of the stuff, like I know Edison one time uh, in his books, he's, he mentions he, he had a big giant explosion. And the guy that was with them documenting everything was like, oh, my gosh, you almost killed us. He's like, no, 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 I just discovered something that might be useful for later. Like if we can create an explosion like that, I, we can do something. And and I think that maybe that was C4 or something he created. I don't know. But it's like everything he did he he wrote down because he was like, I'll use it for something. And most of the stuff, he ended up making other inventions. So that, that was like stuff like that. I just, I when I learn about it, I want to give, I want to put that back out for other people to realize, have the awareness that just because it didn't work out doesn't mean that it's not going to work out for another application. And, and even the disturbed, same thing. Just, I listened to a lot of Tony Robbins and I know a lot of people won't. But if I can offer them the content that he has, that information about how to how to really just have awareness of yourself, awareness of your life situation, and then awareness that you have the power to change and how to do it. Well, golly, that's pretty simple. And it's all in under 60 pages. That's the other thing. People don't like to read nowadays that much. So I make my books really short and really simple because I want people to be able to have this and get to the information quickly yeah so that's kind of my passion is be quick be effective and get it out there to make an impact
1: yeah yeah valuable okay yeah yeah love it love it <laughs> all your insights <laughs> i need to consume all of them okay uh, uh let's talk about um uh you mentioned uh, some famous uh, people like Tony Robbins, uh, Edison, uh, uh, and uh, but y- you didn't tell anything about failing. You just uh, uh, use the word uh, learning. Yeah, if you uh, you can win or learn, you know, yeah, uh, uh, like yeah. it. Uh, uh, okay, uh, how uh, I know that many people don't start because they. Uh, scared to fail uh how you can motivate them for example uh to uh to make the first step for example um uh, for me it's hard to count how many times i uh, failed uh and i will continue doing because i know that it's only the way to know it works for me or not uh okay i can provide a test many times i fail Fail. Uh, i remember when uh, i uh, lost um, mm, something that i worked three three years you know yeah all my team i invested a lot of money and we lost uh, all the stuff all the resources but uh, i got the experience <laughs> that it's better to test before a, a few times yeah uh, and i think all failing uh is more about experience yes yeah. when you get this experience and all your decisions decisions were made with the best skills that you had at that time yeah that means uh, with new experience and skills you can uh, overcome it how you can encourage people uh to take the action and forget about failing
0: yeah yeah failure is part of the process so if you're unwilling to fail you're unwilling to prevail like you're unwilling to be successful so you just have to realize, and maybe for most people, it needs to be relabeled, because if failure is such a problem that holds you up, which is fear, false evidence appearing real, let, let's let just change the label. Maybe it's a lesson. You're going to have lots of lessons along the way. Would we call them failures? Sure. But if you learn from the from the failure, it's a lesson. It's no longer a failure. It's a lesson. If you just have a failure and you don't get anything from it and you couldn't see any way you could have learned from that, then you then you truly failed. But if you're learning lessons along the way, like you learned lessons along the way, you if you started the same business you started back then that didn't work out, you would do it differently today because you would be starting from experience. You would make different decisions because you have the experience. But you yeah. don't gain the experience unless you have been through the process. And you've been through the process. I say... Failure uh, makes up the failure are the stones that make up the pathway to success.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, once I listened to audio podcast with Tony Robbins, uh, and um, he got a guest. Uh, I don't remember exactly her name, but uh, she uh, has built uh, a business empire, a billion-dollar uh, company, a big company, and she uh, uh, sh- shared a story that uh, she tried to kill her shame. Uh, and uh, what she've done, she uh, song uh, song uh, in the lift uh, with many people <laughs> you know and something like this uh and i know that many people don't start because of shame you know they they feel uh other others uh people will criticize them uh hate their stuff and um uh, i think uh, yeah it it stops them to do it because they feel they can't create uh high quality product And uh, I'm not sure that uh, anybody can do it from the first attempt (laughs) to create high-quality product. Uh, It takes time to gain experience uh, and go step by step. It's like consistency. If you do something every single day, you can improve quality day by day. Uh, Can you tell uh, some insights about shame? What do you think... uh, um, uh, it's a good idea to kill your shame and uh, to do some stuff that uh, uh, when you feel not confident and uh, scared about others' opinion.
0: Yeah, and, that, and what you just said is it. what is shame? Shame is when we've done something that we're we're not proud of and we are afraid of other people finding out. And if you're afraid of other people finding out, you're afraid of, of someone else knowing what you did, then at the end of the day, You're living in fear and you're you're more concerned with what other people think than what you can actually do. So and and that's one of the biggest that's one of the biggest lies like like your mind will play on you is allowing other people's opinions to control your life. Well, I like what Les Brown says. He says, stop worrying about what other people are thinking because they're thinking it anyhow. We can't change what people think like we don't have. Like, we don't get to control what they think. Everyone's got their own free ability to think how they want. So once you free yourself from thinking you can control what everyone thinks, you can go on and move and be like, it doesn't matter. Some people, some people will. Some people won't. Who cares? Guess what? You think Apple, when they created the Apple iPhone, the first one, it wasn't perfect. Look how many times they've changed it. We're on to Apple 13. Like we're on different versions. And that's part of the process. Like just get something out there and get started and you can refine it as you go, like you talked about. But the idea of shame I've got several people that I'm uh, close with now and they battled with shame and it held them back from going forward in their careers because they were so worried about, what if someone, well, I already deal. These people know what I did. I said, you know what? Let's look at the facts. The people that they were worried about We're still calling them because the people knew that the value they could bring to that industry was huge. They don't care what they did in their personal life. They're like, we want the results. And that's the reality. People, at the end of the day, they care about the results. They care about the results. Is the product you have, is it going to give people a result that's going to make their life better? And the answer is yes. Yes shames out of the question because they don't care what you did they just say that phone's gonna help me that product's gonna help me they don't care
1: okay let's touch uh, the topic about uh, giving up you know for example Gary you mentioned uh, that uh, uh, many people uh, build high expectations and when they can't achieve high results they stop you know uh, I think that uh, I can um, Uh, uh, give me a few seconds. Yeah, for example, PewDiePie he uh, filmed a hundred videos and got only 285 subscribers. Today he has uh, 110 million subscribers. Mr. Beast uh, filmed videos over uh, two years uh, and got a thousand subscribers, something like this. Or, and uh, uh, but these people didn't give up, you know, (laughs) and uh, uh, today. They have uh, uh, a big loyal audience. Uh, can you share your uh, thinking about uh, uh, setting your goals? For example, um, you can set your goals and can't achieve them. Uh, do we need to build these high expectations that uh, I'll build a business empire, a hundred million dollars, or it's better to uh, just uh, pay attention with uh, process?
0: Process over perfection. That's what I would say. Process over perfection. We're going to set goals. And and uh, one of the football players years ago, Terrell Owens, had said, when when our expectations align with reality, we'll never be disappointed. And what he was talking to about was that, that gap. Like, when we have expectations up here, based off where we're at down here, there's a big gap. So we want to close that gap so when you can get that gap closed by either lowering the expectations or or increasing where you're at to meet that expectation you close it but but that's that's you got to get that closed because that's always going to leave you feeling less than what you are it's always going to feel you have you feeling disappointed. And, and it's not to say not to have big goals. We want to have big goals, but we want to have a really good system that's going to get us to that goal. So you can set a goal, say, hey, I want a million dollars. Great. What's your system to get there? How are you going to actively pursue it every day? And I'm sure like when Mr. Beast went out and started making videos, his goal was probably like, yeah, it'd be awesome to have like probably a million people follow me and in the meantime he realized that the system to even get a million was first get a hundred followers now go get a thousand so within your goal of a million you have to have the small achievable wins okay my first goal is i'm going to set a system up to get a hundred well then i'm going to do that again and get another hundred and then now i'm going to get to a thousand so your 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 process is chipping away at the big goal kind of like the elephant how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time you can have the elephant of a million dollars but you got to start small and start building up. And as you go, you'll get better and better and better and be able to refine it more and more and more. And you'll be even if you don't reach your goal, you'll be way closer than if you just let all your thoughts hold you back. And and that's why Mr. Beast and all those people out there and even Gary V will tell you he had, you know, hundreds of videos For years, he posted, I think, for two years and only had videos with two likes. But then from pursuit of of greatness, pursuit of continuing the process, eventually someone took notice and said, hey, this guy's doing something. I like what he's got going on. And then overnight, all that changed. But what would have happened if he never made the videos and he just gave up? He wouldn't have had the content. And then when people went to go find out who he was and got all excited, who is this guy? They'd have found like 10 videos and be like, okay, great, where's some more videos? Imagine the pressure trying to make more videos for people that want you. <laughs> he already had the videos. He already had yeah. hundreds of videos. Mr. Beast had hundreds of videos because they stuck to the process over just a big goal. But that process will take you to the goal.
1: Yeah. Patience is key. You know, If you have no patience, <laughs> you, you can't get results. And uh, by the way, Gary v, uh, Tweeted content for over seven years on Twitter uh, without uh, uh, good results. Just uh, doing, <laughs> and yeah, uh, today he has a lot of stuff uh, and views, uh, engagement. Yeah, uh, insane. Yeah. Okay, uh, I have the last question. How my audience can reach out to you, learn more about you, uh, read your books, uh, or uh, take services from your company?
0: Okay, so probably the fastest ways on any of the social media platforms. If you just type in hashtag micro message, every time I make a post, I usually drop that link. So you'll be able to find me through that. Um, if you're on LinkedIn this is how we connected, I would suggest go on LinkedIn. If you're not on LinkedIn, go create a LinkedIn because you're going to need it. It's going to be an, it's an up and coming Gary V talks about it. Everybody talks about LinkedIn. So go on LinkedIn and just type in my name, Shane, Rob, you'll find me. Um, and then uh, if you want to send me an email, my email is themicromessage at gmail.com, themicromessage at gmail.com. And my electrical services, really, if you're local in Oklahoma where I'm from, uh, sure, I can I can help you. But if you're out of that, I mean, it would be limited. I could maybe do some tech support over the phone, but it would be limited. So. Yeah,
1: cool. And cool. then the
0: books are the books are all on Amazon. So if you go to Amazon and you type in my name, all the books will pop up.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, you will find all these links uh, in the description below. Listen to us uh, on Spotify, Google, iTunes. Uh, thanks a lot, Shane. A lot of valuable insights. I've learned a lot from you. You know, yeah, your uh, your stuff is great. And yeah, thanks for taking your time.
0: Yes, thank you for having me on. It's so so awesome to get to meet with you.